Good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Today is Thursday, November 28th, 2019, Thanksgiving Day, and you are listening to Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock. Here's what's on my mind. So, as I promised yesterday and have been much delaying, uh, I am here now to share my, uh, my memories of Thanksgiving's past. Later on, I will opine upon the Baltimore Ravens football team, who my uh, educated opinion says is the best football team in the entire National Football League. Uh, first off, Thanksgiving's past. Um, you know, the two topics of today's podcast are intertwined, uh, because for me, uh, Thanksgiving has always meant football. And football of some variety, whether it meant playing it in the backyard, whether it meant uh, playing it on the field, uh, not really a field, but just a flat grassy area uh, with a bunch of uh, school friends in elementary and middle school. Uh, We used to go down to the old uh, Calvert Distillery, uh, now the uh, Guinness Brewery, because it's so upscale now, in Hailthorpe. And uh, although, did we call it Hailthorpe? I just think, you know, I, it, it, it's Relay. So, so here's an interesting aside. Um, you know, Maryland loves to rename its uh, places, right? So Cockeysville becomes Hunt Valley. Um uh, what's-his-face, Skaggsville becomes Maple Lawn. Uh, but then we have the little hamlet of Hailthorpe. And uh, Hailthorpe is one of a few little postage stampy towns um, positioned between Elkridge and, um, and uh, Arbutus. And uh, I won't, won't even say Catonsville because Arbutus is in there. So um, Hailthorpe is kind of like Lesser Arbutus. It's kind of to the east and south of to Arbutus, but then also kind of south of Arbutus and southwest of Hailthorpe are two little towns called St. Dennis and Relay. Um, St. Dennis, I believe, is, is actually big enough to earn, have earned itself its own little mark stop. And I wonder if it's really earned the mark stop or if it's, you know, just because the mark stop happens to be there. Uh, Relay, I think, has got nothing. Um, I think Relay borders uh, the park, and so uh, the Patapsco State Park, and so its growth potential is is pretty limited, and uh, so is St. Dennis. I mean, it's as highlight as the is the Mark Station, and uh, you know, not a lot of economic development opportunity there. So I guess, um, but I guess it would be more appropriate to say that the Guinness Brewery is in Relay or St. Dennis. Um, probably St. Dennis, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because it's the closest little hamlet. Uh, I remember we used to say that the Calvert Distillery was in Relay. But uh, anyway, um, they call it Hailthorpe. So I guess now it's part of Hailthorpe. So a little uh, Southwest Baltimore County history for everybody this morning that you didn't ask for, but you got. Anyway, it's always meant football. And, um, you know, so like I said, playing football, throwing the football, 
rough housing at the Calvert Distillery field. Uh, watching the two terrific high school traditional rivalry games that always used to go on at Baltimore's Memorial Stadium. The Calvert Hall-Loyola game. Now it's Loyola-Blakefield, but the Calvert Hall-Loyola game. So the big uh, Catholic school rivalry. And then the Poly City rivalry. You know, the uh, Poly engineers and the City Black Knights would, would go at it. Um, and having a great uncle who is a Poly graduate, I always took the Poly side. Uh, I remember one time Polly had this incredible team that went undefeated and in fact unscored upon for an entire season. And Polly City was no exception. But then City has had some really great teams as well. Uh, and that tradition is continuing today. Um, although today the only game that's going to be at Baltimore's M&T Bank Stadium will be Calvert Hall Loyola. Uh, the Poly City game hasn't been part of the annual Turkey Bowl for some time. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, since either the late 90s or the 2000s. I guess I should have looked that little factoid up uh, before I started mouthing off about it this morning. Um, and I'm really disappointed about that. And what makes me disappointed about that is that um, not only is Poly City about the rest of Baltimore. I mean, I understand Baltimore has a lot of Catholic tradition. I mean, Good Friday is a Baltimore City holiday after all. Uh, but a lot of people in Baltimore are not Catholic. And for that matter, a lot of people in Baltimore are not white. Uh, and Poly City uh, appeals to the African-American population in Baltimore City. Um, you know, Calvert Hall and Loyola, um, you know, I, I forget where Loyola is located, but Calvert Hall College is not even in Baltimore City anymore. It's, it's, it's kind of like Joppy, towson -y area. Um, I don't think it's in, even in the city. Um, if it is, it's in one of the whiter than driven snow parts of it. Um, so I would say to the powers that be, probably none of whom are listening to this fine podcast experience, um, let's get City Poly back at M&T Bank Stadium. Let's make that happen. Uh, I'm assuming, of course, those teams want to be there. Uh, and if not, can you find another great rivalry game between a couple of, of, of teams from predominantly African-American uh, communities who would want to play? I mean, Lake Clifton and Dunbar, Mervo and somebody. Um, is, there, is there anybody who would like, who would anybody else who would like to play with the, uh, other than just the Catholic kids on Thanksgiving Day at the Raven Stadium? That would be terrific. Um, and so, of course, there's professional football games on. Uh, the traditional sites have always been uh, Detroit and Dallas for the home games. Detroit at 1230 uh, and Dallas at 4. And now recently there's been the addition of an 8 o'clock game. Uh, this year, I believe it's in Atlanta. I think it's New Orleans and Atlanta. And... Um, I've had the thrill of going down. There have been a couple of Thanksgiving night games in Baltimore uh, at M&T Bank Stadium, and I've had the thrill of going down there a couple of times. 
one for the uh, Ravens versus the Steelers, which was a great game. Another storied edition and that terrific rivalry. And uh, another one, which was a stroke of scheduling genius at the time, uh, pitted the Harbaugh brothers against each other. As Jim's Ravens, I mean, Jim's 49ers came to town. Actually, they used to be Jim's Ravens because Jim was our quarterback one year. Um, but... Uh, Jim, the Jim Harbaugh coached 49ers came to Baltimore to play the John Harbaugh coached Ravens. And that was the first edition of uh, John Harbaugh uh, uh, showing his coaching dominance over his older brother, uh, as he would later do a little bit more than a year later uh, in Super Bowl 47, which was uh, a lot of fun. And speaking of a lot of fun and the Ravens, uh, this team that we currently have uh, is indeed that. And so I, I believe we're on Super Bowl 54 this year, and I believe it's in Miami. And uh, it would be hard-pressed to imagine that the Baltimore Ravens will not be part of that experience. And the main reason for that is the terrific quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Um, he's actually the second player the Ravens drafted in the 2018 draft. They actually drafted a tight end, Hunter Hurst, or Hayden Hurst, uh, in the, I believe he had the 25th pick. And then the Ravens traded back into the first round to select Lamar Jackson with the last pick of the round. Uh, here's a little bit of irony. You know who a team, amongst many others, skipped over Lamar Jackson. In fact, they had to pick directly before. That would be the New England Patriots. Uh, so um, how horrible would it have been, those of you who especially you know, know how Lamar Jackson plays, how horrible would that have been if um, Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson had been teammates? How much would we have hated that? Uh, and also, how amazing of a mistake was it for the great Bill Belichick at all to uh, pass on this kid? Uh, because what he's been doing with, with the football is just amazing. Uh, it is very rare in, in uh, professional football that the fastest player on a team is the quarterback. Uh, but he is. And uh, having gone to, I've, I've been to Ravens practices over the last couple of years and the team, whenever they run either full team sprints or just in drills, uh, Lamar Jackson can flat out fly. And for a guy who's 6'2 and 200, that's pretty good. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty uh, solid athlete coming at you at that size. Um, but he's faster than the running backs. He's faster than the wide receivers. Uh, and if he's our fastest guy, he's going to be faster than a lot of other teams' fastest guys, too. And uh, he's been showing that. He's actually the, I believe, the 10th uh, leading rusher in the National Football League. That includes all the running backs. So, you know, he's, he's, he has more rushing yards than many teams' uh, top rushing but running back, which is amazing. Uh, but sure, running quarterbacks can't throw, right? That was the uh, that was the uh, thing on Randall Cunningham and and uh, and on uh, Michael Vick was that they they couldn't run. 
Uh, although amazingly, Steve Young could run and throw the ball too. So hmm. Cunningham and Vitt couldn't. Steve Young could. I wonder what the difference is there. Anyway, um, but the other thing is, is that Jackson is one of the top rated passers in the league. And he's amazingly accurate. He has had perfect passer ratings in two games as a rookie. Uh, there's only been one other person who's done that, and that was Ben Roethlisberger, um, who's won a couple of Super Bowls. And uh, he put on this show at, 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 uh, on Monday Night Football, Monday night, he threw five touchdown passes. And his accuracy as a passer, you know, to just say it's free, to just phrase it in the terms of his completion percentage is one thing. But go, having gone to Ravens games and having watched him play, uh, he has this ability to put the ball exactly where a receiver needs to catch it. Uh, not only so that they could catch it, but so that they can catch it and then make something happen after the catch and then run with the ball after the catch. Uh, it is amazing. Um, and, and he does this on the fly. He does this throwing the ball from a number of different uh, angles and positions, um, you know, arm arm angles and positions. Um, it is quite a sight to see. Um, two other things with him. So, um, you know, there are Ravens haters all over the interweb. And uh, there's some ding dong on Facebook who's a member of the Howard County Democratic Central Committee. And he, he shall go unnamed, Herb Smith. But. Um, you know, he, he made a comment that the Ravens are one hit ahead from RG3. And, you know, I did not comment on this because generally I believe in protecting the stupid, except I'll complain about it on my, on my podcast. But uh, um, not exactly. Uh, and that's assuming Lamar gets hit. Uh, I will say also that in the Rams game was about the hardest I've seen him hit so far in his NFL career. Um, he does a lot to protect himself. Uh, he does, he slides, he runs out of bounds. Um, he doesn't go in there and take on hits. Um, he's willing to give them when he needs to. Um, but the, one of the problems with RG3 and the Redskins, and RG3 is now our, our backup, obviously, is that, um, is that he, is that, uh, he would, he would go attack 300 pounders. Uh, Lamar knows his depth. Uh, you know, he'll take on a safety, a corner, the occasional linebacker. Uh, but he's not going after a big guy. That's for sure. And I will admit a lot of times when he takes a run up the middle, um, you know, I get a little bit concerned. But uh, so far when he's doing that, uh, in a flash, he's in the second or third level of the defense, and he's making um, defensive backs miss. You know, he's not going to get hit by some 350-pounder. I mean, I I do remember when Haloti Nada, you know, hit Robert Griffin III in the open field in his knee and basically shredded his knee and messed up Griffin's career for a couple of years. Um, of course, also, he came back out and tried to play on that knee, which was just kind of ridiculous. But there were a lot of things with that. And frankly, 
The other thing is, is even if an unthinkable thing should happen and Jackson were to get hurt, um, between RG3 and Trace McSorley, the third string backup of oh, the third string quarterback from the Ravens, who did an amazing job in the preseason, uh, each of them could run that run pass option offense. Um, maybe not with the same flair and style, but they can run it efficiently enough. And we have a good enough defense that we can get the job done. I'm pretty sure of that. The last thing I'll say, and, and this is why. You know, I know football takes a lot of hits lately, and uh, not without good reason. But uh, another thing, and the last thing I'll say about uh, Jackson and the Ravens is that uh, this is a young guy. He's only 22 years old. I mean, he's barely older than my daughter, and he's younger than my son. Uh, He has a lot of fun. You can tell he loves playing football. Um, he bangs himself on the helmet and blames himself because he can only get a 30 yard run. You know, he can't get the extra two yards to get into the end zone. Um, you know, or he'll miss an obvious pass that he should have. And, and he realizes, not only is he having fun, but he also realizes he can be better and he can be, which is scary. Um, and the Ravens have him for three more years under his rookie contract. Uh, for the next two years, uh, they're going to have a lot of salary cap space because of uh, Joe Flacco's contract uh, coming off. And that's all money that they can use to sign their own free agents. That's money they could use to sign other players, to sign draft picks. This team has the capability of being frighteningly good, not just this year, but for the next two and uh, that is that is something that uh, that hopefully will give Baltimore sports fans and just all Baltimoreans um, a good feeling and, um, you know, something that can give the city a little bit of pride. Uh, not ironic factoid is that uh, Jackson was the Heisman Trophy winner uh, in, I believe, 2016, and that he, uh, he went to the University of Louisville. Uh, which happened to be the same, uh, the same, uh, the same school that uh, brought Johnny Unitas, uh, that had Johnny Unitas as its quarterback, and eventually uh, his career with the Baltimore Colts, uh, you know, recognized him as one of the best ever. And even though the returns are very early, and a year and a little bit more than a half uh, does not an NFL career make, but uh, uh, the number eight could be not just behind, besides uh, Johnny Hughes as the uh, two greatest uh, Baltimore quarterbacks ever, uh, but maybe in terms of the greatest Baltimore athletes ever, uh, with that number eight also being shared by Cal Ripken of the Orioles and Lamar Jackson from the Ravens. You could see, you could foresee a future where uh, no Baltimore professional athlete would. Uh, Ever wear number eight again? Same, you know, being able to wear number eight on a jersey seems like a good idea for Baltimore to go get an NBA team as anyone. And with that, uh, I'm done on this Thanksgiving Thursday. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed this. I hope this has indeed felt cozy as a warm sweater and a tryptophan lace turkey. And I hope you enjoy your dinner with your family and friends. I know I'm going to enjoy uh, my holiday weekend 
Um, you're going to be having festivities both Thursday and Friday because that's just how I roll. And I will bring you another fine podcast on Friday when uh, I talk about Black Friday. Oh, incidentally, before I forget, uh, don't anybody go out on Thanksgiving and shop. Uh, wait, wait till midnight. If you really got to get your shopping jones on, wait till midnight and do it. This this thing with stores doing uh, doing uh, shopping on uh, Thanksgiving Day, you know, J.C. Penney opening up at two o'clock. That's ridiculous. Thanksgiving should be a day for families and friends and and uh, being grateful for what you have in life. Uh, every day should be that, but Thanksgiving especially. So don't do it. Don't go out and shop. There's nothing you don't need you need that you can't get tomorrow. Pretty easy. All right, true believers. This has been Forward Maryland. My name is Bill Woodcock. I hope you have a wonderful day today. Take care.